afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Brother Andrew Duplissy spoke, and, and just another great message. And I was blessed by the Word of God. I was blessed by being online in the presence of God with you. And, and I was preparing in my mind. I, I wanted to know what God wanted me to speak on. And, and as I was, of course, we were at home for 14 days uh, because we returned from the USA, and uh, we had to quarantine uh, for 14 days. And so uh, you have some time to be alone with God and time to, to ponder. And, and I kept saying, God, where do I go on Sunday? What do I do on Sunday? What does the people of God need on Sunday? You know, it's not, in, it's not just enough to come to church and, and, and go through the motions of church. It's important that when we come to church, that God speaks to us. Amen? It's important that when we gather, that we get into the presence of God and God ministers in our midst. Amen? And so I wanted to make sure that God uh, was going to speak and, and, and direct my steps. And so I, I was praying, and, and I'm, I mean, literally, I went to bed on Thursday night of this week, and I still did not really know. And I was, got, and I, in fact, I told my wife, I said, I didn't sleep very well last night. I couldn't get to sleep, which that's never the norm for me. I hit the pillow, and in 30 seconds, literally, almost 30 seconds, I'm out, I'm gone. So I couldn't get to sleep, and I was awake for probably an hour or more. And then I was awakened in the middle of the night, just, just kind of like, but here's what happened. I'll tell you, this was an amazing experience. I, I, I didn't have a pen or a paper. I could have got up and got one, but I, I received what I really felt God was wanting our church to hear on Sunday. I, I, it's like I didn't have the message all put together, but in my mind, I kind of knew what I needed to cover on this Sunday morning. And I'm grateful that God speaks. I'm grateful that God leads. I'm grateful that, that God does still talk to men today. I, I'm not really trying to extend the series that I was... You guys didn't see that, did you? All right, that's fine. I really wasn't trying to extend the series, the breakthrough series that I started in September. And it really wasn't the plan, but, but I, I really, God spoke to me, and I really felt that God gave me the breakthrough that Life Church really needs. We've talked about breakthrough in our thinking, and breakthrough in our speaking, and Pastor Jonathan talked about breakthrough in faith, but, but I really felt that God gave me the breakthrough, the, the absolute crux of what Life Church is needing. And I really felt this in the spirit, and I, I really felt to speak this uh, today. What we need for a breakthrough is a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Amen? Someone say Holy Ghost breakthrough. If there was ever a breakthrough that we need, it's a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God at work among us. Amen? We, we are not just any church on the corner. We are a church that believes that God still moves, that God still heals, that God still works in a miraculous way. 
And when people come to Life Church with needs in their life and situations where they don't know where to turn, there's a God in heaven that not only hears, but answers our prayers. Amen? So we're going to talk for a moment today about the breakthrough that Life Church really needs. And it's a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Amen? Are you, are you with me? All right, I, I pray you're with me. We're, we're going to start out, and I'm going to break down a little bit in the Word of God here for you. I, I've got a boatload of scriptures. We're not going to stand. There's no beginning scripture like we typically would have on a Sunday. But, uh, but I want you to understand, as you study God's Word, as, as you work through God's Word, you're going to find out there's certain themes in God's Word. Amen. There's certain key truths in God's Word. You start in the early part of the Bible in Genesis, and you work your way all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation. You're, you're going to find there, there's a few key truths that weave themselves through the Bible. They're there. They're there from the beginning to the end. Other truths, sometimes they're just found in one place or two places. But I want to tell you today, there's some key truths that we're going to look at in the Word of God talking about the Spirit of God. The entire Old Testament, first of all, when you look at the Old Testament and you say, Pastor Steve, what is all that about? The Old Testament is all about there's going to come a Messiah that's going to save us. Amen? The whole Old Testament is people and God's children that are looking forward to the day that the Messiah comes, the Lamb of God comes, and takes away the sins of the whole world. That's the Old Testament in a nutshell. This, this Messiah is going to come with salvation. This Messiah is going to come and bring freedom from our sins. This people, they were, they were bringing in their goats and they were bringing in their lambs and their turtle doves and they were bringing them for sacrifice. And all it was doing was just rolling their sins forward another year. And they were looking for that day that the Messiah would come and he would turn their lives around. The sins would be washed away. The sins would be forgiven forever. And they were all anticipating and longing for that Messiah to come. And when he come, he was going to make us into new creatures in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. He, he was going to take our, our old stony heart, and he was going to turn it into a heart of flesh. He was going to put his spirit within us. That's the Old Testament in a nutshell. Messiah's coming. Messiah's going to save us. Messiah's going to fill us with his spirit. In fact, I decided in this message to go back and, and pull out a couple of the Old Testament prophecies about the Spirit of God being prophesied by the prophets of old, that there was coming a day that God was going to do this. The first prophecy is found in Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. And the Bible says it shall come to pass afterward when Peter repeats this portion of scripture on the day of Pentecost, he says in the last days, he's, he's declaring that in the last days that I will pour out my spirit on, what's it say? All flesh. In the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, not just white flesh, not just black flesh, not just brown flesh, not just 
whatever color flesh or whatever country of the world flesh, it's all flesh. And I'm looking at a group of people today. We got people from every continent of the world here today. It's all flesh. It doesn't matter what level of society you've come from. It doesn't matter what social status you may have today. It's all flesh. It's not just male flesh, but it's female flesh. And it goes on to say that your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. There's going to be a supernatural working that takes place when God's spirit is poured out on all flesh. Another prophecy from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 11 and verse 19. God speaking says that I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within them. Someone say new spirit. I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. And I will give them a heart of flesh. God is saying there's coming a day. The prophet was saying God is going to come. And God's going to put a new spirit within you. Ezekiel 36 and 27 says... I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. I'm I'm, I'm just giving you a little snapshot of what the prophets of old spoke about. There's coming a day. The Messiah is going to come. And when the Messiah comes, he's going to put his spirit inside of you. I'm talking about a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Even when Jesus came and during his earthly ministry, everything that he was talking about, everything that he was proclaiming was pointing to a life in the spirit that was to come. Jesus promised the disciples, he promised those that would listen, that he would come and that he would live inside of them. That that doesn't make sense. This, This... Man that's there talking is saying, I'm going to live inside of you. Excuse me? What's what's he meaning? Well, let's let's look at it. John chapter 14 and verse 17. It says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. There's a world that is not looking for Jesus. There's a world that doesn't even recognize him. But he says, but you know him talking to the disciples. Because he lives with you now. Who is he talking about? He's talking about himself. He says, I I live with you now. And later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. There's the promise from Jesus himself. There's coming a day where I'm going to live in you. Another um, New Testament author said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, it says, Christ in you the hope of glory. I'm grateful today that I don't got to wonder what spirit I have inside of me. It's the spirit of Jesus Christ. It's my hope of glory. It's my hope. You know, Jesus in the gospels was with them. But when Acts showed up, it was, he was in them. No longer was he just with them. He was in them. Paul commanded the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 5. He says this. He says, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to just have a little touch of it, but he says, I command you to be filled with the Spirit. So during Jesus' earthly ministry, he's letting them know some truths. John the Baptist, 
as Jesus was coming on the scene, he promised that this Jesus, this Messiah that was coming, would baptize them with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Matthew 3 and 11 says, I indeed baptize you. This is John the Baptist speaking. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire. Wow. John, what are you talking about? This Messiah is here, but he's going to baptize me with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. When you say ghost or spirit, it's the exact same thing. Don't get confused there. He says, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Later on in the next verse, in verse 12, it goes on to say, the last part of that verse says, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You know, fire is a purifier. Fire is known as something that purifies. And I want to let this church know today, we as a people... We need the Holy Ghost to come and the fire of the Holy Ghost to come and purify us, amen? We, we need that Spirit of God to, to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We need that Spirit of God to come in and burn up all the junk and all the sin and all the ungodliness out of our lives. I, I need the Holy Ghost and I need fire. I want to tell you today that chains are broken when people receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. Chains of sin are broken when we receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Our minds, our hearts are purified. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, for the Lord is that spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of God gets inside of you, the chains that have bound you, the sin that has you all tied up, you are freed from that. And you now are free indeed, the Bible says. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's no longer bondage. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's no longer turmoil in your heart. Because you've been set free because of the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen? Another thing that Jesus promised, he promised it to come, and, or John promised that the Holy Ghost was come, and it was going to come with fire. He also said, and Jesus promised that, that they would receive the breath of the Holy Ghost or the wind of the Holy Ghost. Look what Jesus said in John chapter 20 and verse 22. And when he said this, he breathed on them. Most of you are all masked up here right now. Most of you don't want anyone breathing on you. Amen. You, you, you want to have that little bit of space. You want that little, you know, that little social distancing going on. But Jesus, when he, he said this, he breathed on them. I, I don't know if he, I don't know what he did, but, but it specifically, it wasn't just a normal, he took a breath. No, he did something in particular that it was recorded in Scripture. He breathed on them and said to them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. 
There's a breath of the Holy Ghost that we are needing in our midst. There's a breath of the Holy Ghost that I need in my life. I I, I need the fire and I need the breath of the Holy Ghost in my life. Amen? Do I get a witness in the house today? Do you need the breath of the Holy Ghost to move in your life? Do you need the breath of the Holy Ghost to move in your family? We need it. Jesus told Nicodemus that when you're born of the Spirit, it's like this wind begins to blow. This is what he said in John chapter 3 and 8. He says, the wind blows where it wishes. There's no leaves out there moving right now. There's not much wind blowing right now. But, but give us a month or two, and, and the wind will be blowing in Burlington. There will be a wind that you don't like blowing. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of the wind. You can't see the wind. How many have ever seen the wind? You can't. You can see the effects of the wind, but you can't see the wind. The Bible goes on to say, you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. You can't say, well, no, you can't tell where it's coming from because you can't see it. And then it goes on to say this very unique phrase, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. There's a wind of the Holy Ghost that wants to blow into your life. There's a wind of the Spirit that wants to move in your heart. And, and you might say, well, I can't, I can't describe it. I can't explain it. You don't need to be able to explain it. You don't need to be able to see it. We will see the effects of the wind when the wind of the Holy Ghost begins to move. You will be able to see the changes that will take place in your life when the power of the wind of the Spirit begins to move. So there's wind, there's fire, there's breath. This is all talking about the Spirit. In the Old Testament, whenever there was wind and fire, sometimes it was accompanied by the presence of God. You know the pillar of fire by night? They knew that God was with them when the pillar of fire in the Old Testament was there. When the pillar began to move, they knew that God was moving. They had to follow that through the wilderness. It was a sign of God's presence, the wind, the fire. And I want you to notice something. You know these verses if you've been around church, this church for very long. But in Acts chapter 2, it's amazing that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the church for the very first time, I want you to notice There was both wind and fire. Let's read these verses. Of course, verse 1 is not there, but, you know, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place in one accord, okay? They were together. And suddenly, the verse says, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. There's the wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. They couldn't tell where the wind came. They were inside the house. It was a God wind. It was a spirit of God begin to move. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were, someone that say that next word with me. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Someone say all. God's plan is that everyone is filled with with his spirit. 
It's for everyone. It's for all. It's for the whosoever will. If you decide that you're willing to let God come in and be God in your life, he wants to fill you with his spirit. And the Bible says when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance or the ability. So Jesus promised that there was going to be a wind. He promised that there was, John promised there was going to be a fire. Another great promise of Jesus before he left this earth, he told them that they'd receive supernatural power. Someone say power. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Behold, this is Jesus talking. He says, I will send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. There's something about the Holy Ghost. It it comes with power. It's God, his spirit coming inside of a human being. I can't explain it, but when it happens, you know it's one of the most amazing things you'll ever experience on this planet. It's the power of God living inside you. Acts 1 and 8, before Jesus was ascended, he says, but you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he goes on to say, and you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, if you've been filled with the Spirit of God, you have the power of God living inside of you. If you've been filled with God's Spirit, you you have the presence of Almighty God living inside you. It was promised by the Old Testament prophets. Jesus said it was coming He says, I'm going to live inside you. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I've got the wind and the power and fire of the Holy Ghost inside. God can do supernatural things in this place because he's here by the power of his spirit. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and thank him. Hallelujah. Today, if there's any breakthrough that we're needing at Life Church, it's a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. It's a breakthrough that includes the power of Almighty God. It's where God shows up and God does supernatural things. I, I want to challenge you today, Life Church, that when the wind of the Holy Ghost begins to blow, things begin to happen. People begin to sense there's something peculiar. There's something, there's a sense of the Spirit of God in this place. I can't explain it. I've never felt it like this before, but God is in this place. When God's Spirit begins to move, people get in the altar and God fills them with the Holy Ghost. They're repenting of their sins. They're being baptized in water in the name of Jesus. When God shows up and the wind of the Holy Ghost begins to move, God ministers to needs. Whatever needs you bring with you, we're not just praying prayers and you're going on your way for the next six or eight months or six or eight years with the same trouble. No, the Bible says that God can answer our prayers. I can't do it. My my team, they're great, but they can't do it. But there's a God in heaven that by the power of his spirit, he wants to minister to every single need in this room right now. He wants to, by the power of the Holy Ghost, begin to touch people's lives, begin to change their hearts, to do miracles, signs, and wonders in our midst. God never intended for church to be dull and mundane and boring. Too many churches today, it's the same old, same old. 
I'm not putting any church down. I'm just saying there's a lot of churches that they don't believe what the Word of God tells us to believe. There's churches that you will go there and you will do your little routine at church. And as I said, I'm not putting them down. But God never intended for this church to be dead and dry and mundane. God, he intends for the fire of the Holy Ghost. He intends for the breath of the Spirit. He intends for the wind of the Holy Ghost to move through this place, to go up and down these aisles and in and out these rows and begin to minister to you at the point of your need. Hallelujah. I don't want a normal church. I'm I'm serious. I don't want normal church. We've done enough normal church. We need the Holy Ghost. We need God to show up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here we are, 2021. October's almost over. We've been dealing with COVID since March of 20. And and, and I want to say that COVID has kept us out of the house of God. I don't know how many weeks. I think it's 32 weeks total. We could not have church in this place. I'm so grateful to see this place with people. I'm grateful today that we get to come into his presence. But, but COVID, I want to start with just COVID first of all, has kept us sometimes away from the house of God. Sister Sharon would love to be here today. But COVID, not because she's got it, but because of COVID, she can't be in the house of God today because she's got a cough. She said, everybody's going to think that I've got COVID. COVID has also kept us out of the altar. Amen? For too long, we we used to come. My, My slogan, if those of you that have been around for any length of time, was always this about the altar. Always go home by way of the altar. That was my slogan for years. Just when you're done at the end of service, go home by way of the altar. What was I meaning by that? There's something special that takes place when we get ourselves in the altar and we lift up our hands and say, God, I need a fresh touch of your spirit. God, I need the fresh wind of the Holy Ghost to move on my soul. God, I've got this situation in my life and God, we need your spirit right now. COVID has kept us out of the altar I believe that the enemy of our soul, I'll give him a name, the devil, has used COVID against us. I've said this already once a few months ago, but I believe that the enemy is now using COVID. I'm not saying he sent COVID. I'm just saying he's using COVID against the church. Because we're a little fearful Some of you have not been in the altar in in 18, 19 months. This is the place, the altar is a place where lives are transformed. This is a place where chains of sin are broken. This is a place where, where God meets needs. I'm not saying God can't meet needs in your pew. He can, but there's something special about the altar. There's something special about getting in the altar with God's people and unified in worship and praise, lifting up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What you and I are needing right now more than anything 
We need a breakthrough of the wind of God, the breath of God, the fire of God to come and begin to move in our lives. We need a fresh fire to flow. We need a a fresh endowment of power that God has for us. I'm desiring that God would do supernatural things, and he's been doing some pretty great things. But I'm saying we can't get away from that, church. We can't get away from the fact that God desires to change lives. God desires to turn lives around. There are people that are in this room today that God wants to take your life, and he wants it to turn around. He wants to change your future. He wants to change the direction that you're going. God wants to do it. There's people here that need miracles in their body, miracles in their family. God wants to perform miracles in this place today. We need the supernatural. Amen? Some of you have not been to this altar. I've already said that. I'm not mad at you for that because fear sometimes with COVID, we, we've, the, the media has done a great job of making us all fearful. How many have ever had some fear over this last 18 months? Okay, I'll put up both hands because I've had some fear. And that's okay. We have to be wise. But, but I, I want you to know that, that the devil is working against us. He, he can use those fears to keep us from the thing that we need the most. We need to be in church. We need to be in the altar. It's times in his presence. It hasn't been as accessible as it used to be. There used to be five X's on the floor up here. We only used to let five people come to the altar at a time. We're done with that. As you can see, the X's are gone. (laughs) Amen. I'm not saying do something that's that's wrong. I'm not saying do something that, that you don't feel comfortable. I'm just saying... This altar is now a place where you're welcome to come and you're welcome to get into his presence. You're welcome to have God just show up and and minister to your need. Here's what I know about COVID. People are making new habits in their lives. Habits are changing. New habits are being formed that have never been formed before because of COVID. How, How many used to always go to the office every single day, like used to go to work somewhere every single day. How many would also say that you're not going to the office like you used to go every single day? Okay, pretty much the same hands went up. I, I drive by the GO station over here on, on uh, what's it, Harvester. It's the Appleby GO station. Before COVID, I would drive by there in the middle of the day. They have two massive parking lots, and literally... It would be full of cars. If you go by there in the middle of any workday at this time, you might see, and I'm saying this, maybe I'm wrong by 50, but you'll see 25 cars in the parking lot. In fact, one parking lot hasn't been used for so long, the plants are starting to grow up through it. People have changed their habits because of COVID. Now, I'm not really wanting to talk about parking lots and habits like that. But I I, I want you to tell you as a pastor, here's the habits that I want to warn you of. There are habits being formed in the hearts of God's people during COVID that I want to warn you about that are being formed during this time. For some, it's okay to not come to church anymore because we now are online, Pastor Jonathan. 
Well, most of the time, at least. <laughs> Every Sunday but today. <laughs> we now can, we can stay home. We, we now can, you know what? I don't even have to watch it at 1030. I can sleep till noon, and I can watch it at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying if you're watching this after we're done here today. You're watching it today. I'm not mad at you. Those of you that are watching today online, pastor is not mad. I'm just bringing you a caution. There's something to be said for the habits. Don't, Don't let the habits form that cause you to think it's okay not to be in church. It's okay not to come to the altar at the end of the service. It's okay for my family to just watch it at home. I'm telling you, watching it online, we're doing, the team is doing a fabulous job of producing a wonderful stream. I watched it the last two Sundays. Tears flowed. We felt God. God showed up in those services. I I was able to be on the other side of that over the last two weeks. But I'm telling you, it's not the same as being in the building. It's not the same as being in this place. It's not the same feeling. It's not the same spirit that I, I, I actually can almost touch it. There's something uniquely different. I, I know if you know, you know. There's something that is different about being with God's people. There, there's there's a, something that's created in the atmosphere when God's people get into his presence and we begin to lift up our voices and lift up our hands and worship him. There, there, there's a gathering together that's so vitally important. Notice back in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, that the Holy Ghost was poured out when they got together. Someone say together. In one accord, in one place. It's a biblical principle. We must be together. Don't let this time, this COVID time, get you to start habits where you're not getting to the house of God. We need the wind to blow. We need the fire to burn. That, that the fire burn among us. We need, we need something that, that, that supernaturally takes place when God's people get together. I believe that the devil is absolutely using COVID against the church because he knows the power of unity. He knows the power of coming together. He knows the power of people uniting together in praise and in worship and glorifying the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Something begins to take place and he will do whatever he can to stop it. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? He will do whatever it takes. So if he's got a a, a plan, if he's got a scheme, we've got to fight back against that scheme. If he's got an ulterior motive with COVID, we got to say, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. My body wants to stay home today. I want to lay in bed. I want to watch church a little later. But I'm going to resist it because the 
We're going to have church. We're going to go to church. We're going to gather together because Scott is going to show up. I'm going to determine that when I get here, I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to worship him with all my might because I want to make sure that the fire and the wind of the Spirit is moving at Life Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how do we fight against the devil's schemes? Get to church. How do we fight against the devil's plans? Get to the altar. How, how, how do we fight against what he's trying to do? We might not even know it, but he's trying to get us thinking a certain way. I'm telling you, whatever it takes, you get to church, you get to the altar, you lift your voice, you give him praise, because that's how you fight against the devil. Let God's spirit move in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the team to come back here. I'm almost done. If the flame of his spirit is not burning in your heart like it used to, if the wind of the Holy Ghost is not blowing in your heart like it once did, what can you do? The Bible says this. Psalm 22 and verse 3, it says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. This is an Old Testament verse. God's holy. And God inhabits the praises of Israel. You say, well, I'm not Israel. No, but we're his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. You want God to show up in your life. You want God to do something great in your life. You you need God to come through with a miracle for you. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. You, you want God to show up in your heart. You want God to do something great. You begin to thank God for what he's done for you. Has God done anything for you? Has God met you in the past? Has he healed your body in the past? Has he performed any miracles for you? Has he saved your soul? When you do that and you begin to give him praise. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. All my life, he has been faithful. All my life, he has been so, so good. And I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. There's so much that we've got to praise him for. There's so much that we get to thank him for. There's so much that God wants to do in this place. And it takes a few people. It takes a few leaders in the room to say, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to lift up my voice to him. And when you begin to praise him, God shows up in the midst. Hallelujah. It's not enough to just talk about what used to happen. It's something that we must have happened today. It's not enough to remember what God did for us in the past. But God, I need a fresh fire. I need a fresh wind to blow. I need a fresh move of your spirit upon my soul. If that's your prayer right now, I'm inviting you to stand in this place. Hallelujah. God, we need a fresh endowment of power from on high. God, we want the Holy Ghost. God, we want a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. God, if there's anything we need today, God, it's a moving of your spirit. God, hearts can be changed. Lives can be mended. God, we can see miracles take place in this place. Hallelujah. That's right, church. We're going to pray here in a moment. 
we're going to take time to lift up the name of Jesus. But if you need the Holy Ghost today, if you've never received the Holy Ghost, I'm inviting you to get to this altar right now. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If, if you need a miracle in your life, if you need God to show up in your life in any way, you need God to do something, I'm inviting you to come to this altar right now. Don't be afraid of the altar. Let's go back to practicing. Let's go home by way of the altar. You might have a big need today. It doesn't matter how big it is with God. God's able. He's more than able to answer your prayer because He's here by the power of His Spirit. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter today. God's able to minister to you at the point of your need. God's able to come through and perform a miracle in your life today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, we're going to begin to pray. We're going to begin to lift up the name of Jesus. And over this next few minutes, I'm going to invite you. You might want to stay in your seat. That's okay. But, but some of you seasoned saints, I need you to get out in the aisle. I need you to come to the front and begin to worship God. Begin to lift up the name of Jesus. And when you do, it's going to set an atmosphere where God's going to show up. And God's going to do miracles. And God's going to do signs and wonders. God's going to fill with the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. That's right. We're going to sing. The thing that we need is a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. The thing that we need is a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. More than anything else, we need the Holy Ghost to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you right now to begin lifting up your voice and praising God with expectation. Begin to believe God that God's going to come. He's going to answer the need of your heart right now. God, pour your spirit out upon us. That's right, in the name of Jesus. Church, let's begin to entertain his presence. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.